Welcome to the Behavior Corner Podcast with Barb Roba. Barb created the Behavior Corner after almost two decades of working side-by-side with families to improve their children's behavior. This is a supportive place for parents to come together to learn how to manage powerful emotions, negative behavior choices, and the chaos that we experience along our parenting journeys. In the Behavior Corner, we share professional, practical, and positive parenting advice. These are the tools that will give you a strong foundation to make positive behavior changes in your children a reality. Get ready. This is going to be great. Welcome to this edition of the Behavior Corner. Today in the corner, we are talking about sleep. Yes, sleep. That very thing that the majority of us would love to have a little bit more of in our life. Sleep, the very thought of it will sometimes cause our kids to rebel because they don't want to go to bed. They don't want to miss out on things. They aren't tired. Have you ever heard that phrase before from your kids? I'm not tired. I'm not tired. But then within five minutes of them laying down, they're already asleep. Yep, I've been there many times too. So what are we going to do about this issue of sleep? Well, that, my friend, depends on you. And it depends on your kids. And it depends on each of us on an individual level. And I say that because we each require a different amount of sleep. Our sleep cycles at night may vary from family member to family member. It all depends on our individual needs. And how about this one? Those of you out there who have young kids who are still napping, or perhaps who are starting to phase the naps out, how do you handle those situations? Well, there are guidelines to follow, and I'm going to stress the word guideline because again, we are not the same. Each of us will require a different amount of sleep. So there is a span of recommended sleep that is um, out there for us to view, and this amount of recommended sleep is to occur within a 24-hour period. So here's a few numbers for you. If you have a child four to 12 months, you can expect them to sleep anywhere from 12 to 16 hours a day. If you have a one to two year old, you can expect them to sleep 11 to 14 hours in a 24 hour period. The three to five year olds, they get 10 to 13 hours. Any child age six through 12 require nine through 12 hours of sleep. And for those of you who have teens, eight to 10 hours should be sufficient. When I take a look at this chart, I see that for our very youngest children, there's a difference of four hours between the minimum and the maximum. And I'd also like to point out that 12 to 16 hour range for the four to 12 monthers, that also includes a nap. So if your kids are napping for several hours during their day, then you would need to remove that amount of time from the 12 to 16 hours. It is not acceptable for an infant that age to sleep 16 hours in a row at night. We wouldn't consider that normal. 
So again, these are guidelines. Those infants, they need to get up and eat, but they also need naps. So the naps combined with the hours spent sleeping at night should equal those guidelines that I just read to you. But now what if you're in that three to five year range and those naps are weaning off and you have no naps? Are you expecting your child to sleep that 10 to 13 hours at night in one shot? Yes, you are. And what if they don't get their 10 to 13 hours at night? Then give them a nap because you're in a transition phase. And what happens if they get their 10 to 13 hours a night but they have a busy day. They start going to school. This is a big one for a lot of children entering school. They've been sailing along without a nap and all of a sudden they're in day long school and they come home. I'm gonna tell you, they're exhausted. You can expect that they will need either rest time or a short nap when arriving home from school. Or in the case of my kids, we had to bump their bedtime up by entire hour when they started attending school because they needed that rest. This guideline of perhaps 10 hours a night for your five-year-old quickly went up to 11 or 12 hours at night because life had changed. So I encourage you to keep that in mind. Things that contribute to our kids needing more sleep are a few of the things we've already talked about loss of sleep during the week. Maybe you've been up late with your family. Maybe you've had some things going on and your kids got to bed late. It could contribute to a more sleepy end of the week. Any increased stress or anxiety or having a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep could create a situation where your child is lacking in sleep high emotions. It's very difficult for a child and even sometimes an adult to maintain their ability to regulate their emotions throughout the day when they're faced with a lot of stress and incidences in their life that cause powerful emotions to arise within them. Those things are very tiring. And those things trigger to our brain that we need to sleep because that is when our brains process the information of our day. They process the emotions that we've gone through, the events, the sensory input that we've received from the day. And if it's a high emotional day, our body is going to start telling us it's time for a rest. I need to process and sort and categorize this information. Listen to that and expect that in your kids if they're having a hard time with a specific issue. When we're sleeping, the stages of sleep allow us to sort through the information from the day and then to wake up feeling renewed and refreshed. Even if it's a nap, we can see the differences even within ourselves. Our brains, they decide which memories to keep and which ones to get rid of when we're sleeping. It's kind of like you picture this as an edit of your day. Your brain is editing out what needs to stay with you and what it can let go. 
the value of sleep is amazing. But I also want you to keep something in mind. I want you to remember that you can read your kids best. You can be their judge as to what they need. Put that parenting detective hat on and try to figure out what is contributing to loss of sleep if that is in fact something your child is struggling with. Is there stress in your family? Are they going through a transition time like starting to attend school? Is there a new caretaker in their lives? And process this with them, plan with them, problem solve. They're going to be happy you did. Because when kids feel supported and they're able to verbalize their stress, they're able to settle better because they know you have their back. How about this when you're judging the best needs of your kids, especially as we're talking about sleep? How many after-school activities are your kids involved with? How many responsibilities do they have? How long are they allowed to be on a screen at the end of the day. I encourage you to weigh out the importance of all these things. Whether it's having too many activities scheduled or too many responsibilities at home or quite the opposite, being allowed to be on a screen hours and hours and hours on end after school ends or even on the weekends can contribute to loss of sleep. Our brains need rest. Our brains and our bodies can't continuously go from one activity to the next. To always be under the gun to get our responsibilities done and that dreaded screen time that we're hearing so much about, it is a fact that the light that comes from a TV screen, an iPad screen, a phone screen, disrupts the patterns of sleep in our child's brain. So I want you to take each of those considerations to heart and make sure you're providing some healthy downtime for your kids. The best ways to provide this healthy downtime is allowing them to play outside, reading a book, playing a family game, doing a craft, coloring. Allow them to explore other areas of their life that can help relieve some stressors and just plain old have fun. So I encourage you to take a look at that. And then we move on to all of you out there who have children who are beginning to phase out their naps. Those of you that maybe your child hasn't required a nap in a year or more. Maybe you have already figured out that just when you think the naps are done, your child needs a nap again. So what are some of the signs to be on the lookout for? How about your child being grouchy, irritable, or like my son said to me the other day, I feel overwhelmed. And if you feel that your child will not nap, or maybe it's getting just a little too close to when they might have to go to bed for the night, Give them some rest time in order to regroup. My son who told me not too long ago that he was feeling overwhelmed is 
quite a long way from the nap stage. And even though I offered him just to close his eyes, take 20 minutes and rest, fall asleep if you want to, he ended up coming back downstairs about a half hour later. And I said, did you sleep? He said, no, I rested, but I feel better. Great. And I have to tell you, his overwhelming feelings were gone. And he was treating us as his family members much, much better, just with a 30-minute rest. He had time on his own, he had quiet, he laid in bed, and he took a rest. We all need rest. Even when we're talking about those toddlers, if they don't fall asleep, allow them to rest. You're going to see a big improvement in their behavior if you can just slow life down for them. I even like to use a space that I have designated for a lot of students and families that I've worked with over the years, and I call them coping corners. A coping spot in your home is just wonderful when a child needs rest. Some of the most popular areas to decompress and use coping tools have been ones that were created specifically by the kids themselves. Putting a beanbag chair in their closet. Getting a large box and putting it in the corner of their room. Those are amazing ideas because those spaces are away from distractions, away from noise and other family members and other sensory input items such as loud noises, people talking, visuals, those things can all go away when a child is in their coping corner because it's their space. And within the coping corner, it's quiet. And they have items that help them relax and help their brain and their body decompress. It could be soothing music. It could be tactile balls and clay and slime something for them to refocus on and just rest. It could be a book. It could just be sitting in that beanbag chair or in the corner behind the cardboard box, closing their eyes. It could be coloring. It could be whatever you think would work for your child when they need to rest. And the good news is you don't have to figure this out yourself. Ask your kiddo because they are the experts in what will help them. They know what helps them feel better. So remember, no matter how old your child gets, a nap may still be necessary. A rest definitely will be necessary somewhere along the way. The best thing to remember as a parent is to be flexible. When you see the signs that your child is starting to be tired or grumpy, or overwhelmed, offer them a rest, facilitate that rest. Maybe they fall asleep, maybe they don't. But if you ever have questions or concerns about this, refer back to those guidelines that I mentioned. If your child is falling within those guidelines, you're doing a pretty good job. And always remember within your flexibility, some children need a little bit less and some children need a little bit more. Until next time, be brilliant and empowered. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe, rate, and review. 
Come and visit us on our other social media platforms, including our fan page found on Facebook, Behavior Corner LLC, and our amazing closed group where even more goodness happens at Raising Kids, Behavior Solutions That Work. And of course, a shout out to Barb is always available at barb at behaviorcorner.com.